you like movies that I'm here to say, then this is the show for you, okay? It's called the best movie to a Jimmy Allen tone, so don't touch that dial, turn off your phone. Grab a sweet song, mix of popping corn, from Rosebud to Laughter to Jason Bourne, Meryl Streep to Kirk Russell to Dennis Hopper, and don't forget, y'all, Guys of the Chopper! Good. All right, then. Let's go. Welcome to the Best Movie 2 podcast, the podcast that tells you what movie to watch in any given situation. And this week's episode, we are talking about what is the best movie to watch in 2024 with my guest, Laura McMahon. Comedian? Uh, Don't maybe. Know, like a question. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. That's just how I was. I was just taking on the Australian kind of patter. Uh, <laughs> Comedian? Uh, yeah. Comedian, yeah, at times. Yeah. I'd say 50-50, you know, depending you, on who you ask. You prefer the double end, don't you, comedian? Just to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to set like, you aside as a female I support comedian. women, yeah, 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 exactly. Because <laughs> I'd like a separate standard for women. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're in Australia right now, which is why you sound happy. I am, yeah, there's so much sun everywhere. Last night I did a uh, gig, which I thought was going to be, but then I had to have my mom drop me off, so it was like a little bit, I felt like you actually. <laughs> yeah, your mom normally drops me off as well. Oh, damn. No. Yeah, got it. Oh, no, got I it. set it up. Oh, damn, I set it up. <laughs> yeah, but good. So I've been watching loads of films, the whole plane trip over, although my judgment's going to be paired because if you're at a high altitude on a plane, your emotions are heightened. So stuff that I was like, oh, this is beautiful. It was probably like, what, sister act? Like, it was like the adverts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to get a rental car and now he has. It's beautiful. <laughs> what did you watch on the plane? I watched Barbie, which I'd seen before. And then I watched a film called that came out this year. Actually, it was great, called um, You Hurt My Feelings. And it's Julia Louis Dreyfus, who's from like Veet and Seinfeld. And oh, she's written down your alleyway. She's, <laughs> she's well, what hilarious. Um, she, no, I've heard about that. She's a, she's a writer. And uh, yes. And then husband's... she writes this novel. Her husband doesn't like it. And then he tries to lie to her about it. And it's like she can't separate like <laughs> herself from the art, basically. It's really funny. It's worth watching. Now, I'm like, what, oh, I was about to say what platforms that one, but you have to be on a flight to Australia to. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What platforms it on? Qantas One. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so I watched that and it was great. And then I found myself, this is so stupid, but watching other people's movies through the seat became enjoyable because yeah. it was like, okay, I, like, I don't want to commit to the Hunger Games because I don't want to feel that emotional, <laughs> but I feel comfort watching her watch it in front of me. Um, yeah, really a, a shame. Ruined someone's flight, I'm sure. I like when someone's got a sex scene coming up and you can tell because you've seen the film before. So, you know, a sex scene's coming up. So you just wander <laughs> over to their seat and then kind of really lean in and be like, oh, watching a movie, are we? <laughs> oh, no, it's the one. And just like hovering in the background. Actually, I, I watched while I'm back, I watched Maestro. Have you seen that? I haven't yet, no. Uh, it's phenomenal it's as good as it's being hyped to be but you know obviously I watched it at home so it, it starts with this quote and it's about like subjectivity of art and stuff and my mom just wanders into the lounge room looks at it and goes oh yeah pretty deep right and then walks <laughs> out again. I was like I know please don't do this the whole way <laughs> like, oh he's, so. he's gay but he's not gay oh wow <laughs> just really like does this like noise that's like as if as if to be like sort of bemused and condescending by the movie by at the same time which is like oh yeah okay <laughs> and you just go don't undermine him he's and my little sister goes this was amazing having not seen the film she goes didn't he direct that and act in that and i was like yeah and she goes oh, what do you think about that i think he's kind of a douche and you go <laughs> you haven't seen the film the film's beautiful like please leave it alone <laughs> can we please get reviews of all films from your family yes yeah it's Did like they watch salt then Oh, no, they didn't. But they would not have liked that. It would have just been like, oh, that's a bit mean. <laughs> oh, he's drinking gummy bath. Oh, I would have poured a new bath. Yeah. Don't, don't know why, he's, why he feels the need to, to be honest. Like, it, it would just be like... Fucking a grave. That's not on. <laughs> yeah. Have you watched it? I watched it today. Well, when, when this goes out, it will. I would have watched it two weeks ago. This will okay. go out uh, second week in January, so we're in the future. Hi, hi, okay, January. Great, yeah. Oh, that's a good time because you know that's when people will be like, "What am I going to watch this year?" <laughs> yeah, but we're we're going to get into 
the movies that were coming out in 2024. So it's a bit different this one from our usual ones because we can't recommend anything because we haven't seen any of these. Yes. I well, feel confident we, that I could yeah. recommend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm say, saying things with loads of confidence and no uh, knowledge to back it up. I'm that step. I, sign me in. Well, we've we, we figured the best way to do it is we found a variety article that is the most anticipated movies of 2024, and we're gonna put them on, in the under one of five categories. So we've got it's an indie darling, so that's probably something that we like, and we'll go to an indie cinema and you know buy expensive beer to watch it, and then at the end go. Wow, that really moved me. And we've got, <laughs> or we've got, look at the other, or you look at the person you're with, and you just go, "What? You didn't get it?" <laughs> yeah. We're, if you're on a date, you gauge if they liked it, and if they're like, "God, oh, that was pretend," you're like, "Pretentious." Yes, it was. That was yes, it was pretentious. <laughs> I wasn't crying. It's just my hay fever. <laughs> so we've got indie darling. We've got Godspeed, which is like not for me, but good luck for it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, scraping the barrel. So this is like, oh, come on, we can do better than this. Yep. Please don't please don't be shit, which is where we, we want it to be good. We're invested yes, in okay. it, but there's just a whiff on it. And fuck yes, let's go. So this is the yep. one where we're like, yeah, I'm ready for this. I'm excited for this for next year. So we'll yep. jump we'll jump right into the list. We, there's quite a few, so we don't we don't need to do a kind of massive soliloquy on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that note for? <laughs> just just a certain comedian overruns. <laughs> but no, number one, it's it's the remake that we were all desperate for. Mean Girls is back. Yes. Yes. Okay. At first when I saw this, I was like, my heart was like, no. <laughs> but then I read it and it says that it was written by Tina Fey. So then it's like, okay, well, she's at least been had some control over it. So probably it's going to be great. But singing. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so like, it's a musical. Yeah, I love musicals. I love Mean Girls. I love Tina Fey. I don't feel, I feel nervous <laughs> about this. Oh, so it feels like you, you're more the please don't be shit. Yeah, uh, exactly. Anyway. Yeah, it's like, it's like, don't, you know, it's like when they kept making Sex in the City 10 years later and it was just like, <laughs> oh no. Like, they, just, they loved like, having sex in that city though. Yeah. <laughs> But it was like, just you did so well. Like, let's just like leave it as a, you know, it's like, because to be honest, if I was like, oh, yeah, I love Mean Girls, it's like, well, I'll watch Mean Girls again. Mm. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Uh, but then that's maybe an aging thing where you're like, the original's great. And people are like, mm, I can't watch it with that kind of camera and how old it is now. <laughs> I think where, where this will stand is if they update the story for like modern, but it's not, I don't want to see like old people try and interpret stuff where the, like people are doing the floss dance and stuff. But it's it's the same story. So it's the the girl from Africa comes to um school and then likes the guy. So it's like it's it's the same story. <laughs> oh yeah, I just I just mean if they update it for a modern audience. I know that's weird to say because the film is less than twenty years old. Yeah, that, I'm like that's just me being defensive, being like, no, that's still cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like what? <laughs> Okay, so there's a bit of hope for that. We're saying, please don't be shit. All right, boom, yeah. categorized. Mm-hmm. Next one, Argyle. Uh, yeah. This is a Matthew Vaughan one. I think mm-hmm. this has got a bit of a stench on it. Um, you think? Okay. Yeah, like it's got a lot of things. St- spy novelist. It doesn't say who's directing it. It's um, Matthew Vaughan who Okay. he did uh, Kick-Ass and uh, the, um, not the gentleman, the... Uh, the spy movies with, with Colin Firth, where he gets shot in the eye, and he's like, hey. "Okay, all right." So he's got he's got spy movie potential, but and also, if have you ever watched an interview with Dua Lipa? Like, it's just like she's. So, I just like listening to her and watching her talk. So it's like it could, you know, you wouldn't go to it and be like, "Oh no, what, what could I? Where can my eyes go?" But also, <laughs> I'm not like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be," you know? Yeah, I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm, am I going to say please don't be shit for all of them? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say The Kingsman is the franchise that he did just because I know people will be listening and being like, it's called The Kingsman. I hate you. It's Kingsman. Yeah. Okay. And also, Matthew Vaughan is one of them few directors who are doing like nice medium budget movies that aren't PG 13. Like, I think this will be R rated. You know, he yeah. tends to do something a little bit more edgy. Um, but the plot is it's a, a novelist who writes like a spy. So all, all the Dua Lipa and the Henry Cavill stuff is in a novel and it's this novelist imagining it. And then she gets embroiled, which we've already had. Like we had that with um, 
we had that with Sandra Bullock last year in the Lost, mm-hmm. in not the Lost Kingdom, but the the Channing Tatum movie. Uh, okay. And we we had it in Romance in the Stone, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Oh, so it's been done yeah. twice now. Okay. If you're going to make it's been done before the theme of this, then it's really, <laughs> you know, cinema's got very little place to go. But yeah. That's right. I'm, I'm going to put it towards scraping the barrel just because that plot is not really new. Okay. I'm uh, going to put it towards, uh, I'm going to say, what was the other one? Good luck. Good Godspeed. <laughs> Uh, but just because I enjoy Dua Lipa's music videos, and if someone was like, "We've stacked them all up for an hour," I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll probably sit down and watch them." <laughs> like... uh, okay, the next one is fascinating. Madam Web. Have you heard of Madam Web? No, I assume it's like Charlotte's Web, but Charlotte's grown up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. You know, uh, oh like, God, it's going to be. I don't think you've read to the end of Charlotte's Web, have you? Oh, oh my God, actually, yeah, you're right. Oh, my, yeah, the sequel of Charlotte's Web, what is it? It's someone at a restaurant is the opening scene. (laughs) It's a bunch of spiders that are like, where's our mom? (laughs) And Welba's like, I ate her. That's what she wanted. Um, Yeah, and then opening, and then the title comes in, Charlotte's Web 2. So this is the the most exciting story. This is like contractually based where Mm -hmm. Sony purchased a bunch of the Spider-Man characters, but don't use Spider-Man because Spider-Man's in the Marvel universe. So this is Uh, up with like uh, Morbius and Venom. And this is Madam Web where she's a side Spider-Man character. And it looks awful. (laughs) Oh no, please. No, not for Dakota Johnson. Like someone just like put something together good for her. Yeah, I like Dakota Johnson. She deserves better. But then also she said yes to this, like, do the research. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. Okay, but, the but cast, then also, yeah, go on. You've got Sydney Sweeney in this, and she's going to be, like, massive in 2024. Yes. And, and I, I feel like, kind of, especially with actresses now, you only need two or three duds before people, like, actually know. Oh, yeah, I mean, actresses, they sneeze in the wrong direction and the media is like, pile on. <laughs> All right, we, um, we get it. You're an ally. We get it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Women. <laughs> yeah. In <laughs> fact, I already love this film because it's got so many, it's, it's three women leads. <laughs> it's so be great. Are you, are you going, fuck yes, let's go? Yeah, I am. That's what I'm going. I'm going, you know, I'm willing to put everything in my bank account behind like this film and just say, yeah, let's get more PR for it, more people in. You know, what's not to like? You know, it's but it's it's Spider-Man without Spider-Man. You know, if anything, he was taking up two tri- screens too much screen time. Yeah. They had three Spider-Mans in the last Spider-Man, and it was just like, all right, like let's get some other characters in. You know, if anything, they've They've fixed the problem with the last Spider-Man, which was too many Spider-Men. <laughs> All right, we're, we're going to come back in 12 months to see if we got our... Oh, no, Let's no, go. Right, no. so this is your first official. I'm going to put this as scraping the barrel. Okay. <laughs> All right, next one, Bob Marley, One Love. Uh, yep. It's the, the Bob Marley biopic. Music biopics tend to be kind of okay unless they stray. Um, I hated mm-hmm. the Freddie Mercury one just because they didn't really tackle any of the big issues, but they, they tend to be all right. I'll go with, I'll go with Godspeed. Not for me, but good luck. Yeah. Okay. You want it to be good. I think it'll be, I think it'll be scraping because, uh, I don't know. It's just like sometimes when something's such an easy sell, it's like, well, who's not going to see that film? So there'd be no, there'd be no way at midway for them to be like, pull out, you know? Yeah. I guess it's, it's scraping the barrel in the sense of like, this is clearly a, a company that went, who else is a musician who we can just, who's dead that we can do their life story? Exactly. But but also, let's say, you know, I think I've sort of lost my credibility by just investing everything I have into <laughs> Madam Web. Spider or whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Spider, Spider Woman, but not the official Spider Woman, just the ones that we bought. <laughs> I bet you get the toys. Are you going to dress as Madam Web for Halloween? Probably, yeah. That's probably my dream come true. That's <laughs> yeah, a shame. Yeah. That's go, a shame because she dresses as, as, as a Nazi. So that's <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you Oh damn! I keep committing to these things. <laughs> uh, right, next one, June Part Two. This is my first. Fuck yes, let's go. I'm all. Do you like? Okay. Did you like June One? Listen, when I saw the picture, I didn't see June one, but when I saw the picture of this, I just thought of the film that Zendaya did that was about tennis. 
I, for some reason, I thought Timothy Chalamet, 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 and I was like, and I was like, this is a weird turn for them to take after their tennis match. <laughs> okay, tell me, what is June? So June is like an old sci-fi that I think, like a load of fantasy. It's an old sci-fi book that a load of fantasy things kind of took from and stole from. Yep. And then David Lynch did his version in the eighties, which was famously like awful and bombed. Yeah. And you've got like okay. Sting in a codpiece and. <laughs> it's very surreal and Kyle McLaughlin doing weird stuff with special effects that weren't really ready. Okay. This is Denny Villeneuve. Do you know Denny Villeneuve? He did like uh, Arrival and Prisoners and he, he just oh, got great. a great eye. Yeah. Um, and he did The Last Blade Runner, which bombed, but which like people like, I think. Yes. Also, sometimes when sometimes that's like the warm up for the next film, right? Like it's like he was figuring it out and then he was like, okay. Uh, this is where we're going with this, and like I've got a, I've got the idea. It's out of, it's out of space. It's a post-apocalyptic world, whatever it is. And then it's like, okay, now I've done that. I know what I'm doing. June. Yeah, that was yeah, that's what was mad because he bombed with um, with Blade Runner, and then they still went. Do you want a bunch of money to do June? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fine. And, and we're gonna call it part one, not knowing if it's gonna make any money. But it was a smash hit. Hang on. Two seconds. I need to plug in my laptop, otherwise everything dies and we have to start again. <laughs> uh, and by my laptop, I mean my dad's laptop. <laughs> so Laura's just going to get her um, her Madame Web costume, uh, for those of you not listening. Um, it's weird that it comes with a hat already, but you wouldn't think she'd already bought a Madame Web outfit. She hasn't got headphones on right now, so she can't hear what I'm saying. Um, there's a lot of questionable memorabilia that's up in her bedroom that I can see. On camera, kind of. Even if you said you bought it because you're just into history, I think it's it's quite a quite suspicious looking furniture that she's got. I think <laughs> I I took out the headphones, but I probably agree with you. As an Australian, yeah. I think we all know how you recently voted uh, in that important vote. Maybe maybe I can come up with a fake advert for the pod while you're doing this. Do you like gambling? Do you hate your children? Why not gamble with Gamble Core? We'll give you a limit. And then when you pass that limit, we'll say, yeah, go on, spend a bit more. Do you have Come join Gamble Core. All right, I'm good. I'm in. <laughs> All right, you're back. So, uh, yeah. Also, I think uh, June 2 has got a secret weapon coming in, Florence Pugh. Are you a Pugh head? I am, yeah. I just thought all of the stuff when Don't Worry Darling came out and she felt like she was sending like Taylor Swift cryptic messages out to people and I was like, <laughs> I am a fan of overthinking and reading into things that aren't really there. So like she has me for life. All right, so are we are we both going, fuck yes, let's go on June? Yes, 100%. Super, all right, let's jump. Oh. Right, Kung Fu Panda 4. I guess... Oh, this is, Jesus, <laughs> why? Is this scraping the barrel? We don't need to go into this, do we? Yeah, I'm I like I just it's just they've gone, hey, should we keep making money? Hey, do kids need somewhere to go? Like I've watched kids all week in, in a family sense being home for Christmas. And there's a thing that is like they recognize a shape, they're thrilled about it, and off they go. You know, it's just like if we've got this toy in kids' homes and we can get it also on the TV and we can also charge for the cinema, there we go. That's I I'm curious. But if, I hate kids you... I hate kids stuff. Like if you just re-released Kung Fu Panda 3 and called it Kung Fu Panda 4 in the cinema, I'm sure people would notice. Exactly. Yeah. People would be like, oh, yeah, okay, another one. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. Good luck Go- to it. But just saying that, I I know it'll do well. So also, yeah, good luck to it me. Will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go scraping the barrel on that. Uh, mm-hmm. Or maybe Indie Darling. It could be. We don't know. No, he's scraping, scraping. <laughs> All right, well, next. please, it's audience. Next one, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. What do you think? Because uh, I had a relationship with Ghostbusters Afterlife. I think I went and watched it when I had COVID or when I was like recovering from COVID and just wanted to give it to everyone in the cinema. Um, And so that like the, all the nostalgia got me. And then I watched it again and I was like, oh, there's not many jokes in this. This is quite boring. And then I watched it with my parents and it got me again because they were like, oh, wow, this is, you know, this is all nice. It's like when we were raising you. So this this for me is a please don't be shit. Uh, do, do, you right. have a, do you have a relationship yeah. with the Ghostbusters? I do. Yeah, yeah. So um, I looked it up and it's written by Jason Reitman, who directed the last one. And 
if you know him, he's done like Juno, Up in the Air, mm. Labor Day, like kind of never end. He did a documentary about roast battles. Um, and I love everything he's done. And I he did a he I was saw it when I first moved to London, I watched him at a like a Q&A talking about his film. And then I met him years later and I was like, this is what you said at the Q&A. And he was like, I don't remember saying that, but that's absolutely <laughs> true. Uh, so, you know, if it's not good, it's because I've been gaslighting him. But <laughs> no, I but think- But you know, you know who his dad is, don't you? I, do, I know they did ghost, the first Ghostbusters so, together. I know he's a so filmmaker, his, but I don't know what he's done. His dad is Ivan Reitman, who did the, the first Ghostbusters. Right. Okay. Well, then this yeah. feels like a nostalgic. It feels like they'll put in the effort. So, like, yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's going to be good. Okay. All right. Good. You putting more chips down on the table? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Mickey seventeen. Uh, okay. Right, so what, it's Robert Pat- Robert Pattinson stars as a space traveler um, and is a disposable employee sent on a deadly mission. So um, we've got. There's a bunch of buzzwords on this, which is making me happy. Robert Pattinson, Bong Joon-ho. Uh, Bong Joon-ho did uh, Parasite. Uh, yeah. So great filmmaker who's, who's probably at like his, his the highest powers right now. Yeah. Um, and you've got Mark Ruffalo and Tony Collette. So all things there. And it's about cloning and space travel. And I'm sure it'll be very deep into the psyche. I'm going to throw this into, even though it looks like it's got a bit of a budget, Indie Darling. Yes, and I think it's going to be great for two reasons. Well, number one, the only reason it couldn't be great after Parasite, if you see someone that puts that much effort in, uh, the only way it wouldn't be great is if he was just like took a bunch of money and then was like, ha-ha, now I'm going to make fun of people by making something silly and seeing if they like it. Like, Unless he's doing that, then it, it kind of has to be good. Oh, like, um, like uh, Babylon kind of was a big bomb for <laughs> David Giselle after after La La Land. Yeah, just like just like you've worked hard for years and suddenly pe- suddenly people believe in you and you're like, oh, you want to believe in me now? Well, guess what? <laughs> you know, like it's like a petty person thing. And I, I feel like unless he's doing for like on a meta level, he's doing like a parasite thing to the audience where he's just like, oh, what? Now you like me. But I don't oh, you gave me an Oscar. Is. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think it's possible that anyone is anyone else is that petty. You know, I mean, that's they're, they're full kind of in Hollywood. So I think it's going to be great. All right, cool. Both going Indie Darling, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, another Indie Darling, Godzilla X Kong, the new empire. <laughs> I heard that King Kong, the one that came out in like 2001 or something, they had, they made, they spent all the money on the marketing and none of the money on the film. They literally used like some, some shots from that were shots from, um, like Jurassic Park or something. I don't mean King Kong. I mean Godzilla. And <laughs> so I think that it's like it's like one of those shark films coming out, right? Where you just go, I know what this is. It's going to be what it is, and that's well, these, it. <laughs> there was a, this is Godzilla X Kong, which is a follow up to um, Godzilla vs Kong, and these are kind of like the I think it's like the sixth movie in the. The Godzilla and the Kongs and all that. Mm-hmm. It's around like four, five, or six, and they they've started to realize we don't give a shit about the people. We know that for the budget, you can't show us Kong and Godzilla the whole time, but yeah. they just know when they're on screen, have them doing really fucking stupid stuff that yeah. makes us go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm, so- I'm actually I'm gonna go fuck yes, let's go on this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what it's going to be. Um, although I like that they didn't even bother to be like Godzilla versus Kong two or something, just X Kong. Like, what is that even? They were just like, it's different. Listen, like, it's like <laughs> when they change, like whatever those shark films are like from like the Bruce to the Meg to the, this, and it's like, <laughs> all right, guys, you think you've seen them before, but you haven't. Well, so I think it's because they're not against each other anymore. This is more of a romance where it's, there's a new it, threat. It's not who beats each other, it's who's on, who's the top and who's the bottom. You have to work out. <laughs> a romance, then. <laughs> Surely it'd have to be... You'd have to say Godzilla on top, I think, just because Godzilla's got them spines, the spines on his back. Which... <laughs> yeah, unless they, like, suddenly are like... You know how they get new things where they say, oh, actually, it turns out dinosaurs were all covered in feathers. And then they're like, oh, well, now we're going to CGI some feathers on this guy. Like, like <laughs> It turns bird. out... <laughs> it turns out Kong was a top. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm saying fuck yeah, let's go. 
All right, super. This next one, right, from the first look, you think it's going to be a big blockbuster one, but I think this is going to be a bomb and an indie darling. It's okay. Alex Garland. So Alex yep. Garland, his, his last film was up, Men. Uh, and I think have Men kind men? of... Yeah, have you seen Men? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real film. Okay. So you know Alex Garland, he did... Uh, I think he wrote Sunshine. He, he's done a lot of writing work with Danny Boyle, and then he did... Yeah. Um, he did Ex Machina. Okay, um, great. And this is this is called Civil War, uh, his new one. And it's kind of, you know, there's been so many films where it's subtly kind of hinted at how America is divided. But this one is just straight in going, America's divided. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been working up to saying something for years. And then he's like, in the next one, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. So I, I think America is going to hate this because it's pointing a proper finger at America and being like, Guys, you need to stop fighting, or if you're going to do it, scrap properly. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be great. I think it'll probably bomb. Okay, um, yeah. And then in ten years' time, people will be like, "Oh, this is exactly what it was." Yeah. What if it's uh, maybe it's full on satire? Maybe it's going to be like the maybe it's going to be like the next version of Team America. <laughs> maybe or like the page. in which case, sign me up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe it's too. Um, it's too kind of. It's set here, and this is what's happening, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. Um, yeah. Even with Kirsten Dunst. Kristen, Kirsten Dunst, yeah. Yeah. Is it Kristen? Okay. Yeah, it's Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. and also she hasn't done anything in ages. Actually, cut that. She might have done loads. I hate when people do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I haven't seen her around. And it's like, thank you. Uh, she's working every day. <laughs> well, she was in Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire, so... Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. You know I'm a fan. (laughs) Next one is the Zendaya has a threesome tennis comedy sports drama. This is what I thought June was. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I hadn't corrected you now and you just got into June. Yeah, I was just like, okay. Where's the tennis? Where's where's Chalamet? (laughs) So they've really been obvious with the promotion of this because they've made sure in the trailer you see there's a bit where it's probably even a dream sequence, but there's a bit where she's about to have a threesome with two other fellas. Right. So you think by trying to push that, it means the film's not going to be that good? Or you think they're just taking their best shot at marketing? No, I think they're being smart. I think it's going to be an indie darling. I think Zendaya doesn't need to do any roles right now, so she can be picky because she's at at the top. So I'll call it an indie darling, and probably, yeah, it'll do well uh, financially. Yeah, good. Yeah, I trust that. Yeah, I'm excited for it. But also, I don't, it's one of them where if you go to the cinema, you don't want to be in a trench coat and be like, I just came for this. This is a bit with Zendaya, the freedom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's going to have, yeah. I mean, it's going to have a mixed audience. Well, then I guess once they've got that audience, they can do whatever they want. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it could be like, it could be like The Village. Have you ever seen that film? It's old, like. What, uh, one of my favorite films of all time. <laughs> the oh, Chandler yeah, one. Are you lying? <laughs> are, you, are you lying? Where it's just like, okay, now that you've marketed it as like this really scary film and now people are in, now it's like, sit down and watch what we're doing. It's like, what? <laughs> Isn't that all films? Though? No, but I mean like, so like, for example, if it's like a rom-com, what, what they've marketed as is what you is exactly what you're getting. Yeah. It's not like, oh, we, th- you know, I'm here to see Zendaya. And then it's like, oh, no, this isn't whatever. <laughs> Wait a minute. She doesn't even have a threesome in this. That's a foursome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, cool. So we're down for that. We're happy. Yeah. We're excited. <laughs> this is a, the next one is a super fuck yes, let's go for me. How, how are you on Ryan Gosling? We're looking at the four guy. Yeah, I'm already in. I'm, I'm already in. <laughs> what it, I don't, it looks like it's going to be funny and it's great. Go ahead. Go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, I think, do you know what's weird is if I saw this trailer, but it was Ryan Reynolds, I'd be like, fuck this movie. Because um, it's just going to be okay. his, his same shtick. You know, yeah, the, okay. the, I'm getting pretty bored of the Ryan Reynolds formula now. I, I hated Free Guy. Um, yeah. But no, this is Ryan... Like, I th- Free guy, full guy. Yeah, it's just like they're just going, oh, yeah, that's they're just jumping from it's like clickbait in the cinema, isn't it? If you liked this, you'll like this. But this, what's exciting about this? So it's about a stuntman, and apparently, they because it's a film about a stuntman, it's a comedy, but they've gone all in on the stunts, it's not CGI. Okay. Um, which is it's always exciting to see people 100%. risk their own life. 
Yeah. And also it's just like, if there's something thrilling about knowing that, right? Because then when you're watching it, you're like, oh, he actually did this. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. All right. So we'll put on that as fuck yes. Let's go. Did he, uh, hang on. When you say he did the, you said the stunts are real. Does that mean he has a stunt man in the film? He's died. He's actually, he died doing a stunt. No, right. don't, don't, don't. Did he, you not hear no, about, no, don't. Did you not hear about Ryan Gosling? No, Where? no, don't, don't. And then this is his last movie. This is his tribute. But no. All right. Because he fell. He fell. Does he have, does he have a, like a stunt man in the film? Or he does his own stunts. He is a stuntman. Yes, he, I know. He's a stuntman. I know. I know. Oh, but did, acting, while they made the film, he also have a state stuntman doing the stunts, yeah. even though yes. the stunts are real. Okay. Yeah. So there's a, there's another oh, stuntman well, doing. A, oh, this is Inception then. Yeah, stunt right. Inception. Yeah, I'm a fan of this one already. All right, fuck yes. All right, we've already got quite a few. It's looking like next year's going to be exciting. A busy year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. We'll start jumping through some of these. Uh, Back to Black, the Amy Winehouse biopic. Again, do we? I feel like this, uh, the thing this is, gonna as be... soon as it, it, it says it says told from the singer's point of view, and it's like, no, like probably not. Like it's you know, what, it's like it's her thoughts and her feelings, and it's like, mm, is it? Like I don't, you know, I don't. Oh no, they they literally mean point of view. It's going to be like peep show. I think don't. <laughs> yeah, she's just I got people look I'm at not, her and she's like, "Give me those drugs, you fucking idiot." <laughs> I'm not. Ex- yeah, I'm not excited for that. But I love Amy Winehouse. But maybe yeah. that's why I'm defensive about it. And the Bob Marley one as well, where it's just like, "Oh, uh, please make it good." Okay, so are we say, "Please don't be shit." Or are we saying, "Godspeed"? Yeah, but I'm not going to see it unless someone tells me to. Okay, so Godspeed. You know, not for mm-hmm. me, but good luck. Uh, if John Krasinski has written a film about imaginary friends, that has got Ryan Reynolds in. Um, I'm going to say scraping the barrel. Sorry, John Krasinski, but you know, there's not much you can say about that unless you wanted to comment on the new John Krasinski comedy about imaginary friends that are real. It's probably uh, it's probably going to be fine. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's not. It's like it's like not. I feel like it's not marketed at me anyway. So it's like eh, no. like whatever. Well, we our generation already got this in in uh, Drop Dead Fred. Yeah, Monsters Inc. <laughs> Obviously, I was too old to be watching children's films, but I heard from the other yeah. children. <laughs> there we go. Right, the next one is this. Might be you know. To, I don't want to spoil the end of the podcast, but I think this is the one I'm most excited about. Yeah, Fury, Furiosa, the new Mad Max film. Mm-hmm. It's got George Miller's back, and yep. did you see Fury Fury Road. I didn't. <laughs> uh, that's all right. <laughs> but um, I'm going to end the podcast now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that, like, I think Fury Road is just like visually one of the best films of the last 15 years. Um, but, you know, I can explain that to you off camera why it was so good, Laura. Okay. We all could right. sit down and I can tell you. <laughs> I could <laughs> probably just watch it, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. And then you can message me and be like, this is dog shit, you know. Um, <laughs> no i like is it set in australia isn't it yeah oh yeah i thought you'd be all over there it's yeah this is what australia's like now yeah 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 exactly this is a realistic portrayal uh it's almost a documentary in a way okay are you an, an anya taylor joy head you, you like anya taylor yeah i do yep so this is gonna be and also she i don't know what she's done that's like this like actiony so i think it's probably gonna hit yeah it'll be good yeah all right we're excited for that uh, oh god! All right, this could be the biggest scrape in the barrel ever going. Number sixteen, yeah. Garfield. Yeah, it's just, just like Bill. Bill Murray just did it. Yeah, and also he it's Chris. Just did it. It's Chris Pratt is doing the voice, which is like the who was in that meeting who went, "Come on, this is too obvious, guys. We can't." <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, it's like there there must be a quota of like they're just like, "Oh, we need to make this many films," and they're like, "Ah, yeah, this will do." <laughs> I have seen that Samuel Jackson is in this as well, so mm-hmm. if they can have him be like, have Samuel Jackson be Garfield, where it's yep. like, "Give me my motherfucking lasagna, you pieces of shit." Oh yeah, yeah like Tarantino it up. Yeah, I like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Like. Like what they did this year with like the Winnie the Pooh horror film. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and that, that was your favorite film. Yeah, and there was hang on, and there was a there was a there was a show a comedy show once where it was a 
it was a show for adults, but it was marketed to kids. And it was like the comedian was having like a breakdown and talking about his divorce throughout the children's show, but it got billed <laughs> as a children's show. So kids went and the adults were like, um, that sounds quite, like my Edinburgh show. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it could be exactly, it could be like that where it's like pretending to be a children's film, but then turns out to be, uh, mad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bag of fruit. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. See your Planet of the Ape head. Yes. Love it. Love the end line. Uh, you know, no spoilers if people haven't seen it. Mm. Um, but I think, yes, bring it make a new one. It's yeah. been enough time. Let's do it. I think that Loki, that last trilogy might be the strongest trilogy of the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely loved uh, what Matt Reeves did with the other Planet of the Apes film. Yep. Yeah. I say go for it. Yep. I remember um, it's time. that first Planet of the Apes. I remember in the cinema, the bit where Caesar actually started speaking to the little shit from Harry Potter. <laughs> the whole the whole cinema did like a <gasps> <laughs> yeah i think yeah i think bring it i think it's such a, also it's such an enjoyable premise the whole thing and i just want someone to like scream at the sky like it was the wrong planet you know like that i'm um <laughs> famous that famous line it. yeah i i'm all over it uh hang on what about this i'm also excited about this um bad boys four yes yeah i'm yes, in i'm in a bad done. boys four and I would yeah, go. Exactly. I would go one step further to say I'm thrilled when an actor that's been out of the game for a while suffers some controversy and then has to spend <laughs> the rest of their life, the rest of their life, overthrowing that controversy by doing movies. You know, like it happened with Tom Cruise. <laughs> he jumped on the couch. Everyone was like, "What's wrong with this guy? What is going on?" He, he was part of a cult, Scientology, and no one like was really like, "Okay." People were like, "Let him do his own thing." He like divorced, had his like whatever. But the second he jumped on that couch, people were like, "This guy is too much." And then he had to spend the rest of the. We owe the Mission Impossible's. We owe these stunts. We owe that to like you know, effectively people bullying him. And now that it's happened for Will Smith. He's back in the chair. You know, he's going to work hard. This is going to be a great film because it has to be a great film. And it's just going to have endless style, I think. That is such a good point that you make there. Yeah, he's he's, he's in penitence mode. Yeah, Yeah. he needs, he's ready. He's got something to prove. He wants to bring back his alpha vibe. Like this is going to, this is going to be good no matter what, because he just, it won't come out till it is. Yeah. And it's not Michael Bay doing it. It's the guys who did the number three. Number three was good. It was fun. Yeah, I'd say the only thing that might be a risk is if they actually do some weird meta acknowledgement of the slap where, you know, he slaps. <laughs> oh, my God, please. Yeah, that'd be amazing. He slaps someone. Yeah, this is I. Oh, my God, please. There's so much fun they could have with that. Oh, I hope they do. <laughs> I would I would hate that if they do. If if he says, like, take my partner's name out, the mouth, out your mouth or something. They make Chris Rock the bad guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. If Chris Rock gets amazing. his revenge. If Chris Rock steps out in any role in this, it would just be the most, it would be better than the time that uh, Kevin Spacey's in seven. Obviously I don't <laughs> want Kevin Spacey in more stuff, but like, you know, that kind of like, or the, or the bit where the, um, sp- wow, God, Andrew Garfield steps out in Spider-Man where everyone's yeah. like, yes, exactly. Like if, if Chris Rock, if Chris Rock steps film, out, in fact, that's all I want this year. I want Chris Rock to be in Bad Boys for as any role. Because imagine they you just see the two of them having a conversation, it, even if that no slap occurs, or even if he just plays like a a bus driver, and then they just look at each other, and then the film carries on. It's like, yes, like that's actually all I want from this yeah. year is for him to show up in that film. I'd want them to have a fist fight. And I might, yeah, I might see if Chris Rock is on. Uh, he won't be, but imagine if Chris Rock was on Cameo, get him to like do a little recording, <laughs> and then I'll then I'll re-edit the film myself just to like have trick him, it. trick him into battle. Yeah, exactly. Hang on one second. I've t- hang on. <laughs> My dad's texting me. Give me one second. Oh, that's right, because your mum's texting me. Yes, got <laughs> uh, absolutely got it. Uh, uh, you're lucky I can't I can't listen to you and offend and be offended at the same time as texting. Um, oh, trust me, she can be offended at the same time. As she's <laughs> okay, all right, okay, I'm back. And 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 how dare you? All right, yeah, Bad Boys Four. That's my that's I'm most excited about that because I've now decided I'm going to spend all my time. Mm. You know, people have New Year's resolutions. I'm just going to meditate and manifest Chris Rock being in that film. And if you know if that doesn't happen, I'll know that meditation doesn't work. So we're, <laughs> we're both going. We're both going. Fuck yes, let's go. 
Yeah, maybe my favorite one. Yep. All right, next one, Inside Out 2. This is scary for me because I love Inside Out. Ugh, I anything that's anything that's children's film I've just skipped over because I think when I know when I'm gonna when I come like come back to Australia like it's gonna be like you know they're all it's gonna be like we're gonna watch Frozen six times so I'm just like just wait you'll get it. <laughs> all right, so you go for Godspeed, not for me, but good yeah. luck, yeah. Yeah. All right, but I'm uh, sure bike riders. Oh, this fucking stinks of indie darling. Like this is the mm-hmm. most indie darling. We got Jodie Comer yep. and Austin Butler, two huge stars. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. Tom Hardy doing a weird accent that no one knows what he's doing. Great. Love that from Tom Hardy. Um, you know, wish he was playing all the roles and really tidying it up. But if he's not going to do yeah. that, then yeah, I'll still see it. I don't know if I said the title. This is The Bike Riders. Jeff Nichols, The Bike Riders. 1960s yeah. Midwestern Motorcycle Club. Yeah. One more. You know that there's going to be like a steamy sex scene, but it's going to be arty. Um, yeah and you know it's going to be like the color grade on it is going to be beautiful and and you know that if you didn't like the plot of it you could just put your headphones on and listen to music and watch it and it would still be enjoyable yeah who obviously it's going to end in someone's death who are you saying dying butler Combs, I, or hardy i think everyone i think it's going to be shakespearean <laughs> everyone yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but it's a, like camera, a really and the last shot will be the camera guy getting shot and the camera falling to the ground <laughs> Nice. And then the camera, it, it, leaned, it pans out and it was Chris Rock the whole time. It was like, <laughs> I can only dream. <laughs> uh, a Quiet Place Day One. A Quiet Place Day One, we're kind of, you know, we're milking a, yep. a kind of em- empty cow now, aren't we? You know, we get yeah, yeah. scare monsters. Also a prequel. It's just like, come on. Like we don't, we, it's, it's, yeah. it's, we don't need the answers. It's just like, just make the, make a new film. Yeah, just make or, a lot or do what it, or do what everyone else is doing this year, and which make a slightly different film masquerading as a new film, <laughs> or make make it a music biopic, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, from Weird. the point of view of someone who hasn't written it. <laughs> uh, all right, this uh, this next one I'm excited about. Horizon mm-hmm. is Kevin Costner doing westerns again. He loves westerns. Yep, I think westerns need to make a comeback. I think they need to make it in a big way, and I'm ready for it. And also, this kind so, of feels. So like, I think this know, will be good. I have no idea. <laughs> Well, I think Kevin Cousner doesn't do bad westerns. Um, what about a western knows. with Will Smith and um, Chris Rock? Wouldn't that be? You know, he's in the Chris Rock plays a cowboy in the um, in the music video for Old Town Road, and you know, just bring that. Yeah, all right. As you were saying, <laughs> the cow bad boys, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> bad, 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 bad cowboys. cowboys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the original, um, the prequel. Yeah, I'm excited for this, but also, you know how people kind of compare the the comic book boom to the uh, how the westerns like had a huge westerns were massive, and then they left as a genre, and everyone was like, "No, westerns will never leave." Yeah, this kind of feels like it's poking the eye of comic books, being like, "Guess what's back?" Western. Yeah, exactly. If it's good, then it can absolutely do that. Also, yeah, that uh, kind of make, it kind of it's quite exciting, isn't it? To be like horses, real people, real like it's like going back against what everything in kind of comic book world does. Yeah, because you know Kevin Cosner, like if he uses CGI, it's going to be like just a sprinkling to get rid of like a train in the background or something. A CGI horse <laughs> with magic powers. <laughs> <in> the... <laughs> yeah, if he's got a CGI horse that he talks to, that'd be great. Also, westerns just are like, uh, like I was listening to a country music channel on the plane, and it was just like, yes, like exactly, <laughs> like bring it back. Yeah. All right, we're we're on a fuck yes for that. Yeah. Um, the next one is the most scraping of the barrel, unless we've already mm-hmm. said it. Despicable Me Four. This is just like kung fu, kung fu, <laughs> kung fu yeah. panda four. It's just like, all right, like yes, you're still yeah. showing up to work. That's fine. You're still making money. Go right ahead. I couldn't care less. There's there's minions. I like how it says Chris Renard, the director of the first two Despicable Me movies, is returning for the fourth film, as if he watched the third one and went, no, this isn't. This isn't. Yeah. This is <laughs> also, he's the director, so it's like there's no way he watched the one before and was like, I don't like what they've done with this. It's just like, they're like, uh, see you Monday? Like, it's like George Lucas looking at J.J. Abrams and being like, how dare you do this to my baby? Yeah, do you think that, actually, this is really clever. Do you think they're doing it, I was going to say, do you think they'll just keep doing these until new films come out? Like, let's say Wish comes out and then the kids get latched onto Wish and then that becomes the next generation and they just keep making, like, 
despicable me despicable me too etc there's just is there a despicable me too because that sounds darker than i mean <laughs> me too oh god okay. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, they need to yeah they need to rename that despicable yeah, me too yeah. but maybe it's just they just keep making them until those kids grow up and then start re- i don't know i'm a bit like just like let's just take a chance on something new versus the same things but also I, i'm not no. i'm not an adult taking a child to the cinema hoping for the best so i can see how again like that's whatever i think what happens is once you get to despicable me five they just change it so that it's not a number so they don't feel bad about themselves where it's like despicable me revolutions or you know Despic- yeah despicable me he's planet just, of the minions. it's meta yeah it's meta in the sense that he's probably starting to despise himself of like am i gonna do this again <laughs> is this <laughs> nah, yeah, no, he- he's He's laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> if he hates himself that much, it should be that Gru kills himself at the end of this one. <laughs> that would be that would end the franchise for sure. Well, all, all the minions try and like form a, a thing underneath to stop him at the noose, but they just he's, he designed them, he's genetically engineered them to not be able to reach him, to stop him from killing him. I mean, if it's his fourth one, that's probably like the supervision level on him as a director has plummeted. So if he's going to do it, this would be the time. Yeah, well, let's hope that Chris <laughs> Renard puts all his effort into this one. <laughs> now, right. this yep. is this is insane. This is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Twisters, the, the follow-up to the 1996 disaster epic Twister, yep. uh, which is directed by Lee Isaac Chung, who did Minari, the Oscar nominated, or did it even win for screenplay? Minari. I don't and, know. And it's written by the guy who wrote The Revenant. Okay. I mean, that's... I mean, what the, I wouldn't have picked. I, I wouldn't have picked <laughs> when they called me. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> have the the Revenant. I would say is like epic and long and a particular kind of vibe. And Twister, if I remember, with Helen Hunt was like like you're really like classic American disaster film, right? Yeah, it's mad. It's like no one, you know, no one ever comes back from the pub and is like, let's put on Twister. I don't think it's a hated film, but it's not. It's not beloved. Um, it's just that that director and writer combo has got me interested, and I love the idea yeah. of like the the bear attack in the Revenant, but it's a twister. <laughs> but also, you kind of go, they've got enough. That's enough different things working together that it's either going to be like amazing because it's like completely different and it's not like they've just picked someone that's just done a disaster movie and then dropped someone in that like it doesn't it doesn't in the other sense of a lot of the other ones we've looked at it doesn't look like it's going to be a regurgitation of the original but it's also like there's enough variables there that it could be like a patchwork quilt disaster um and the and, yeah, it so- will, and if so it'll redefine the disaster genre as just no this film was a disaster <laughs> <laughs> But you're really proud of that, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, should we put that as a please don't be shit then? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next one, Deadpool three. Um, I like the first two Deadpool's, but I'm a bit worried. This was made kind of during the writer's strike, and they they carried on shooting because <laughs> with their justification okay. being they can just CGI the mask moving. So that's oh, good. right. Okay. So this could be any which way. Yeah, and this has got a lot of actual work to do as well because this is bringing Deadpool into the Marvel universe he never used to be he was in the X-Men universe and now they want to move him over into like the major MCU so I think there's just too much pressure on this for it (laughs) to be good I want to be wrong so I'd say please don't be shit but I think it's probably going to struggle yeah okay yeah sure yeah it feels like it feels like a um a conti- just the strikes being like all right well we'll go to work yeah we could do it this way like when you know when you're just half in something so you're solving problems and look i was i was scarred by the first writer's strike that i was scarred i was the real victim of it um you lost when, that one a lot of money didn't you? when it was like well it was suddenly like it was like i love gray's anatomy and then it was suddenly like it are they mad at us or what's happening? You know, so it could be, yeah, I'm not, I, I'll wait for word of mouth on that one. Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever watched the film and went, Oh, the reason why this is so unique and interesting. <laughs> is it, was, it was made during the writer's during strike. The writer's strike. <laughs> 28 is going to be, it's a great pairing with Madam web. Cause it's okay. in that universe. Craven the hunter. Yes. This is the same situation. He's a Spider-Man buddy and he's mm-hmm. not allowed to fight Spider-Man. Oh, this is them really trying to get the um, the thing off the ground. Okay, well, you know when what was it? The Tom Cruise people when they did the um, the DCU. 
that was like oh, the, the dark, Marvel. the dark universe. Yeah, this just feels like that, and it's like, all right, give it your best shot. Um, but equally, you know, that I'm sure there have been a hundred times where people have been like, this, this idea you've got is crazy, and then it became a new whatever. So fine. Yeah, I mean, I like Aaron Taylor Johnson, and also the the thing that this has got going for it. I mean, I'll I'll call it scraping the barrel just because it's one of them Marvel, not Marvel. Yep. But mm-hmm. Russell Crowe doing a Russian accent. Okay. I oh love, yeah, I'm I love, here for that. I love Russell Crowe doing an accent. Yeah, I like, and I like, I like just actors aiming at things and failing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it takes a big swing, it could be good. Yeah. Um. So I'll I'll put that as a. It's scraping the barrel, but it's. Do you know what? It's striding, scraping the barrel. Please don't be shit. I'd say. Okay. Let's go. All right. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm saying Godspeed. I'm not going to follow up on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got Beetlejuice two. Are you are you a big Burton head? Do you like Burton? Yes. Um, and I feel like he's taken again enough time off that it's just like, yeah, he'll do it properly, or he just wouldn't do it. Yeah, if we if you keep Tim Burton away from Johnny Depp and CGI, maybe yes. he can deliver the goods. Yeah, um, I'm yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, because the Allison Dawson in Wonderlands were borderline unwatchable. Um, yeah, but also everyone um, in the, everyone in this Beetlejuice is returning, so it's like they've got an option to not. You know, there must be something in it to be like, okay. Yeah, I mean, is Winona Ryder and Catherine O'Hara making enough bank that they wouldn't be like, Jesus, please? Yeah, exactly. But it has yeah, so. it has it has brought in Jenna Ortega, and she's she's so hot right now. She's got like the, yeah, she's like the face of like kind of that, yeah, whatever you call that mystery. No, I don't know. <laughs> Not 80s and 90s creepiness. Yeah, yeah. She's, well, she's took like Winona Ryder's cap, I think. No one really picked that yep. up in the, in the noughties, did they? There was no like cool goth girl. Um, yeah. Yep. But I guess it's back now. Yeah, I'm going to go fuck uh, yes, yes, let's go. I'm, 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 yeah, come on, Tim. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great. Uh, you got to be excited about the next one, Transformers One. <laughs> I guess they are due to have. Uh, I like how they've just gone. You know, they're like, how do we compete with all these sequels and make it not sound like this is the fifth one or the eighth one? And they're like, we'll just start. We'll just do one. We've never done yeah. one, but like it's such a like, uh, like how can we get these people to buy this ticket? Um, but also Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, like it's like John Ham. You know, go for it. All right, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give this a fair choice. I'm going to look up the director, Josh Cooley. I've not heard of him. Right. He he was the writer on Toy Story 4. Okay. Didn't see that one. (laughs) But heard Toy Story 3 was great. Okay. It's not looking good. Mm -hmm. He's he's an actor uh, and writer. Let's see what his, his... His writing includes Toy Story 4. Riley's first date is short. Oh, he wrote Inside Out. All right, yeah. Let's give him a chance. Okay. But, but it looks like this is his first big move to live action. It could be great. You never know. This is like, you know, everyone makes... I, it could be great, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've had enough of the Transformers films. I'm going to call it Scraping the Bar. And also the presence of Chris Hemsworth. He kind of, apart from Extraction, he's done a lot of duds outside of the Marvel films. Okay, and also I just think the naming Transformers One—it's just like okay, like yeah, it's the ultimate reset. Yeah, yeah, it's like come on. All right, where are you on the Saw movies? We've got Saw Eleven coming out, which is insane. (laughs) I just—I just don't know whoever. Like, I don't know why we don't also interview the people that came up with Saw. Like, I would hate to be in that writers' room and being like, yeah, but what if we strapped them to this and then set a timer? Like who's, and also who's in the edit for that? That's just like, yeah, this is disgusting. Like, it's like, I don't, at what point are we going to be like, who keeps making these and should we check in on them? Yeah. I mean, it's weird because it's, they've changed it. The last, the last one was apparently considering that Jigsaw died in number two. Yeah. (laughs) It's a prequel where Tobin Bell looks, you know, 30 years older Mm-hmm. Well, he, um, he's younger. The the last one was he's he was tricked. He's he's got cancer and he was tricked into by a bunch of people into stealing his money because they said we can cure your cancer, which meant that you. It then became a film where you could enjoy the murders. Yep. So it's not a case of oh I hope they get out of it. It's a case of yeah, you, which 
is a slight change, but it does kind of, it's a bit more disgusting. It's a bit more, you become a voyeur and enjoy it. Yeah, to be fair, I'm not the I'm not the target audience, so I'm not like. But uh, I guess if I were like, yeah, what are they gonna do this time? Then I'd be like all over it. Yeah, I'm gonna go scraping the barrel on this for me, just because I don't, I don't think when I first saw saw that first saw film, and I was like, that's amazing what they've done on like one million dollars. Yeah, I, I didn't want this to be a a Freddy or Jason thing of we're getting to number eleven. Yeah, yeah. Should we just keep making them? Yeah, fine. <laughs> All right, next one. Sticking it up for the incels. Oh, boys, Joker, Foley. <laughs> was this your favourite film of the last 10 years, the first Joker? Um, look, I thought that – I'll tell you what I loved about it. I liked that it was – I thought it, when I watched it, I thought it was so similar to The King of Comedy, which was Scorsese's mm, first film. Yeah. And I was watching it, and, and there was one sequence that looked kind of exactly the same, like as if it was a shot-by-shot. And then later I saw a roundtable, which was Todd Phillips interviewing, not Todd, it was like a roundtable and it had Todd Phillips on it, who's the director of Joker, and it had Martin Scorsese also on it. And I thought, this is weird. I wonder if it's going to come up or I wonder if Martin Scorsese's seen the Joker and been like, hey, dude, you you copied my my thing. And Todd Phillips kind of addressed it and was like, oh, I used a lot from your film and I love this film. And so it kind of got talked about. So that was interesting to me about that film. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was a great, film but i wasn't like yeah it's more stuff about like about sad comedians you know <laughs> so i don't know did it hit a nerve is that what it was yeah yeah i was like oh no it's a it's a moving biopic <laughs> <laughs> i did i watched joker again recently because we've got a psychologist coming on the show and they're going to talk about it um and it it's a great performance but you do kind of go just don't make it the joker i know it wouldn't have made a billion if if it was just a film about a sad man yeah, but it's yeah. like, what else are we gonna just shoehorn into these Marvel and DC? You know, mm. um, and then yeah. I, I suppose the flip side of that is it gives these filmmakers a chance to do something you know creative on a huge budget. Yeah, and also, I mean, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, great. Todd Phillips, great. Lady Gaga acting, great. Like it, you know, it's got all the ingredients. So actually, like, could be great. Yeah, I think what what has annoyed me about this is they shouldn't have told anyone that it's going to be a musical. They should have what? kept that because this oh, one's on, going to be a musical. Okay, hang on. Oh my god, that changes everything. All right, well, whatever. But like, go for it. Give take a but, risk. Imagine, imagine if you got. I I assume the the songs will come through their kind of mental mental illness that they've got. It'll be you know fantasy. But imagine if you got to the cinema, not knowing anything about this, and then it's just a full-on Miz <laughs> level musical. Yeah, that's actually it. Could be actually. Do you know what? It could be like Miz. You know, I think it's going to be great. To be fair, they won't mess this up. And if they do, it'll be like Cats, which was a thrill. You know, like so. Either way, as as entertainment value, it'll be pure joy. <laughs> yeah. So should we say, please don't be shit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or All do right, I'll st- it'll still be crazy if it is. <laughs> there's there's only a handful of films left. Great. I think we can, also, we can. Yeah. My yeah. We should we should power through because I have to go in a in about ten minutes. All right. So we'll we'll power through a few. Smile too. Could not give a shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. Didn't didn't know about smile one. Could pass on it. Uh, do you know what I'm excited though for though is <laughs> um, Robert Eggers Nosferatu. Yes. I think it's I think it's harmless because if it's great, it's great, and people will still watch the 1922 one. And if it's bad, it'll just completely disappear, and people will still watch the 1922 one. So yeah. as a as a type of remake, it's low risk, and also it probably will be great. Well, I really like Robert Eggers. I think The Northman was like The Northman didn't do very well, but it was really good, uh, and I love The Witch. Uh, you know, he's he's an interesting filmmaker. I'm glad he's still being given budgets even after the Northman kind of bombed. Uh, so that that's going to be a big fuck yes. Let's go for me. Yeah. On that. Uh, yeah. So good luck to him on that. There we go. Yeah. Well, we've we've absolutely smashed the most anticipated movies of the year. Cheers, Laura. I did not expect that mine would end up being Bad Boys Four. <laughs> but great, whatever. <laughs> Here for it. <laughs> so do you know what? We'll we'll come back in a year and we'll see how Bad Boys and Transformers One did. Yes, um, I and and I rarely regret things I've 
I've confidently said with no knowledge. <laughs> and yeah, we've got twisters. It could be great. Well, it you know, either way, sometimes it's either going to be a great thing or a terrible thing, but a great experience. To, it's either going to be funny now or funny later. Mm. All right, well, I'm going to I'm going to end it on. I'm I'm going to anticipate Furiosa as like that's going to be my favorite film of the year. But hopefully, that, hopefully, Bad Boys Four is the one that brings yeah. it. Yeah, um, and watch and watch Maestro if you haven't. You know that counts as this year. <laughs> uh, right, have, have you got anything you want to promote or um, tell tell the audience about any socials that you've got? Uh, no, I have a I have a podcast called The Third Take, uh, which is about films. That, that um, sounds awful. I, yeah, yeah. Um, I do some stand up in London, but I don't have dates and times because I'm <laughs> mysterious like that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. And then I have a documentary coming out later in the year about joke theft and parallel thinking, um, which would just be on any of my socials. Yeah. Okay. So people just follow you on the socials. Yeah. I love the attention. All right. Super. <laughs> oh, well, seriously, I hope you have a fantastic 2024. Um, <laughs> what? Are you saying that like generally to your audience or you're telling me like, and we'll never speak again? <laughs> I'm probably not going to speak to you after this. Have a um, great year. <laughs> 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 No, we, I tell you what, we we can go watch um, Planet of the Apes together and do oh a, a, a okay. post Planet of the Apes. I hope you like someone who talks the way all the whole way through. I will fucking murder you, actually murder you. <laughs> all right, great. All right, all right well, thank like. you for having me. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Bye.